personally listened to yesterday's podcast and I realized I passed a false information. Ah, I, I, I apologize. So the false information I passed was when I was talking about the ISO, International Organization of Standardization. When I searched for what the first day was, the result I saw from the International Organization of Standardization was that Monday is the first day globally. That was what they said. So what I said yesterday was Sunday. No, 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 no. It's it's actually Monday. I apologize. I do apologize. That was that was um, an unconscious mistake. A slip of tongue, yes. That was what it was. That was what it was. Ah, the Bible is a very interesting book. As we go on, we will see how the Bible is actually very repetitive. It 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 strikes a note. It strikes it has one key message. And as we go on, we will see that <coughs> That key message is righteousness. I went through our study this morning before coming on. <laughs> like I should actually prepare before having to uh, before recording this podcast. So as I studied, I saw that pattern again. I saw that pattern, and as we as we launch into today's study, you also would see it you will see it. Hi, my name is Oliwa Femi and you are welcome to the Gospel Space. You are welcome. You are welcome. Yes, we are grateful for God, for life, for the life God has given us. We are very thankful and we are here again to continue from where we stopped yesterday yesterday we went through genesis chapter 5 today we will go forward to genesis chapter 6 genesis chapter 6 we will be studying the wickedness and judgment of man the wickedness and judgment of man yesterday we studied and we found out that there is no new sin (coughs) please pardon me we studied and found out that there is no new sin. Every sin we see today already happened in the past, in the antediluvian time. So when we read that these ones, that the world was evil, imagine that it was as evil, if not more, than our own time. In fact, I can say it was more evil than our own time. Because man was made in the image and likeness of God. Man was made in the image and likeness of God. And that was even the beginning of all things. When man was still majestic in stature. When man's thinking faculty was huge. When his understanding was so broad. When wisdom wisdom just day so imagine man in that majestic state of body and of mind 
now perverting all those God-given gifts. I believe it to have been worse, even worse than now, because of that level of intelligence, that level of intelligence that was perverted. Mercy. Let us pray and go into our study. Let us invite the Holy Spirit to teach us. Our Father in heaven, we are grateful for bringing us here again to study, to hear from you, to learn from past experiences. Please send us your Holy Spirit to teach us, to convict us of sin, to convict us of righteousness, and to convict us of judgment. Thank you for answering our prayers, for we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter 6, we read. Now it came to pass, when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful. They took them wives for themselves, of all whom they chose. Hmm. Man had started to obey that commandment of be fruitful and multiply. Now we see that men started to marry women. Now let's take note of the how the word qualifies them. It qualifies them as sons of God. Who is the son of God? Now, the son here isn't, the S isn't in a capital letter. Are small, they are all small letters except the first capital letter in God. So, who are the sons of God that married the daughters of men? This is noteworthy, this ought to be in our note because now we have something to figure. Now we have something we are searching for in the Bible. We are searching for who are the sons of God and who are the daughters of men? Who are the daughters of men? Now we see them going into a covenant. A covenant. A marriage covenant where the sons of God are now taking the daughters of men as wives. Let us go on. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. For he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Okay, now if we are reading this after we previously read that the sons of God married the daughters of men, now we can say that first of all there's something wrong with that marriage. There's something wrong with that marriage. And it was so bad that God reduced the age of man. You remember we read yesterday and the previous that these people were living to the age of 900 and can you go on 900 and this, 900 and that. Now, there has been a massive cut down. A massive cut down. It says, yet his days shall be 120. That is huge. From 900 to 120 my that's very huge 
That is very huge. Now, lest I forget, in the beginning of verse 3, it says, And the Lord God said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Can we record in Genesis 1, where we read that the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters, over the face of the earth. Do we recall? Now we are reading again that he said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. What does it mean to strive? It means to contend. Now, this man that is used here, it is in it is it's used generally. So if God said his spirit cannot continue to strive, I mean it would only be fair if the spirit was contending with every single soul. Are we are we seeing something here? Are we seeing something? It means on every conscience, in every in every heart, the spirit of the Lord was contending, was fighting that battle of drawing the mind to correctness. Mm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Let's go on. There were giants on the earth in those days and on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. So our first parents were giants. They weren't just, they weren't as small as we are today. So as there was a reduction in the longevity of man, so we can see, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I am an evidence that there's been a shrinking in stature, a massive shrinking also. Now, those children that were born of this uh, marriage covenant, it now says, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. I picked up my dictionary to check for further definitions of the word renown. You know, I was seeing fame, people that are well-known, you know, and all of this. Now, in that definition, I checked and I saw a synonym of the word renown. And I saw notorious. Now, when I saw that, I was like, oh. So, it is possible that when the Bible uses the word mighty men, it is referring to them as notorious men. They were very notorious you can see how man started to pervert these good gifts god had given them they were giants everything was vitality was just running through their veins and instead of using it in the right way oh they perverted it Deep, perverted it. We are, we are so debased now. 
and one can think that ah, we are doing one insane or crazy thing but imagine what they would have been doing when they still had great wisdom it's just so sad that we cannot see with all we we we, we don't have any evidence of how intelligent men were in these antediluvian times because there was a flood so all evidences would have been destroyed all of them would have been destroyed except the ark well i think i need to watch that clip over again the ark you know and mm, okay i can actually share it on the comments section so that every other person to have the opportunity to view the clip and see how large and when you see that video when you see it when you see the image of the ship of the ark you would then believe that these men were really giants i I tell you you believe let us go on let us go on there are many fun facts as we study the bible then the lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart so the lord said i will destroy man whom i have created from the face of the earth both man and beast creeping things and birds of the air for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So for the sake of one man, Noah. For the sake of one man. The Lord preserved all things. Now. Can you can you can you imagine what it's like for God to be grieved for man's sake? Can you imagine? It means these people must have turned the world upside down in a negative uh, in a negative way. They must really have have been terrible. Really really during our time who would we rank as uh, the intelligent ones Uh, Einstein Newton and all these names now the intelligence of these people they are nothing close to the men of the antediluvian times nothing close to them nothing these people were so bad that God had the thought to delete Concord backspace on everything. He was ready to punch that button of that backspace button on creation. Sparing nothing. Sparing nothing. It was that bad. And it was in this world of 
after a time in this world that we read that a man walked with God for 365 years. So I think now we can see that no one has any excuse. No one can say, oh, this previous generation or a future generation had it better than my own generation. No one has that excuse. No one. No one. That's the story of Enoch. Truly, it is it is encouraging. It is very encouraging. And like I said, we can see how the Bible is teaching a lesson of righteousness. It taught us a lesson of righteousness yesterday. Now it is teaching us another lesson of righteousness today. Now the lesson of righteousness that we've read so far is that if we choose to do wrong, we will be destroyed. Is that not the lesson of righteousness? Let's go on. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Mm. Now, it is God that was calling Noah a just and perfect You know, <laughs> this is very interesting. This is very interesting. For someone to be just means that person has conformed to correctness. A just person is a person that conforms to correctness. A just person is an upright person. Now, do you see do you see do you see the qualities of Noah? Let's not forget the Bible said God found grace. Uh, sorry, that Noah found grace in the sight of God. Now the following verse is now telling us why he found grace in the sight of God. And the reason he found grace in the sight of God was because he was just. He found grace in the sight of God because he conformed to correctness. He conformed to righteousness. Righteousness is just an act of doing right. He was obedient. Again, this draws to our mind that we cannot say, oh, we cannot stop sinning. This is yet another example. We read of Enoch yesterday. Now we are reading of Noah, that he was a just man, that he was a perfect man in his generation. That's what we are reading. Now, we are now reading again. Listen, Noah walked with God. Yesterday, we painted a picture that two cannot walk together if they don't agree. We read that Enoch walked with God. Now we are reading that Noah walked with God. Meaning, Noah had an understanding with God. Noah obeyed. And it was due to his obedience, he what he found grace. Due to his obedience. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also corrupt before God, 
and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their ways on the earth. So we can now imagine killings, rising, destruction, destruction, all these things. You know, one thought came to my mind. They sacrificed animals. They were to kill a lamb as a sacrifice to God. Anyone that wants to con- uh, give God a sacrifice, they would have to kill a lamb and all these things. I can imagine as they were sacrificing those animals. Have you been opportune to be in an environment where they are roasting, uh, roasting goat? Can you recall that aroma? I can imagine men offering this sacrifice and perverting that sacrifice. <clears throat> perverting it in the sense that now instead of offering it as, an, as a sacrifice to God, they now started killing these animals for food. It's just my imagination. But the Bible says violence increased. Violence is a destruction of life and of property. Do animals have life? Yes. If I kill an animal, is that not an act of violence? Now let's not forget that even at this point, the only thing that was added to man's diet, except that which was added in Genesis 1.29. Genesis 1.29, we read that God added, no, God gave man fruits, grains, and not for food. After man fell in verse in chapter 3, then the Lord added herbs because death was now introduced. Sickness was introduced. So herbs were added to man's food. Man didn't pick. God instructed. This has been added. So now as violence has increased, I can imagine man now perverting his own food. They lost control of their appetite. I can imagine that. Let us go on. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with it. Make yourself an ark of copper wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it, uh, finish it to a cubit from above. And set all the doors of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third deck. Hmm. Now, you can see the instructions. Exact instructions. God didn't just tell Noah, build an ark and make it big. He gave him the specifications. From the wood which will be used to the length to the height, to the width. 
this is you can see how the bible draws our mind to things if the bible is this detailed as to how man should do something can you now see how it is shining more light on the story of Cain and Abel when they were to offer a sacrifice to God now isn't this more evidence that God would have given them instructions as to how to make a sacrifice to him this is more evidence this is more light the Bible has given to us as to how to do things he has instructed us this is more light let's not forget Noah was a just man if he was a just man if he actually conformed to correctness if he was upright then he must have obeyed all these instruction instructions without any compromise this was the same way or that was the same way Abel obeyed that instruction on how to give a sacrifice, on how to offer a sacrifice to God without any compromise. If Noah compromised, then he would have been rejected the way Cain was rejected. If we compromise in our obedience to all instructions God has given us, then our end will be like that of Cain we will be rejected that's just it that is just it and behold i myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heavens all flesh all flesh in which is the breath of life anything that breathes will be destroyed Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark. You, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives, and you. Now, do we see? Do we see? Let let us take that again. Let us take that again. (laughs) But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark. You, your sons, your wife not your wives remember we read that Lamech had two wives now we are seeing a just man a man that is upright a man that walked with God and he had only one wife I thank God for the Bible I thank God we have this holy word I thank God we have this book of instruction that it is that is to guide us before leaving this earth thank god let us go and of every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you they shall be male and female of the beds of the birds after uh, after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind, 
two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself. And it shall be food for you and for them. Mm. God will be glorified. God will be glorified. So, as it is, well, I don't want to say it's sad. I didn't, I didn't study architecture, so I can't imagine how massive this ark would have been. I can't imagine how massive it would have been, but it must be incredibly massive very ridiculously massive if I may say because all animals all animals were to come to Noah this this is this is this is amazing that's just it the word is just amazing because these animals were to come the Bible didn't say Noah should go and be carrying them can imagine his sons running after running after goods. <laughs> no, God said they will come. He would instruct these animals to come into the ark. Now, do you know how big the earth would have been? Because in in your area, wherever you find yourself. You can only see specific animals. One animal I know you will see is is rats. <laughs> is rats. I stay at Ogun State, and I'm surely not seeing a zebra at Ogun State. No, I'm not seeing a lion. I'm not seeing a bear. Right? I'm just. I'm just. I I, I just want to help you see this great thing. God did. Noah was in a specific place. He was building this ark in a specific place. But God called all animals. He called all to that location. And all animals came and entered into that ark. God is good. God is good. From the birds to the creeping animals to the four-legged animals, every one of them came. Even that small centipede, it came. It came. It came into that ark that they may be preserved. Another thing is, we can see it. It wouldn't have taken God anything to recreate this thing. These animals, I mean. So we can see that truly, truly, that week of creation was the first and the only creation that God had in mind to do. Because God could have wiped out these animals, preserved only Noah. And when the flood goes down, we will create every other thing again. No. But he told them to come they must be preserved because that week of creation is the only week of creation nothing was to be taken from it nothing was to be added to it god created heavens he created the earth 
created the ground, he separated the waters, he created the animals, he created vegetation, he created man, then he created the Sabbath. Nothing was to be added, nothing was to be subtracted. That was the only thing. It's a permanent thing. And we can see that because there was an instruction to preserve these things because there was no going to be any other creation. Now, another thing to note is Noah was to keep food for himself and for the animals. So the herbs we see today, the bitter leaf, the scent leaf, the ugu, you know, the cayenne pepper, the tomatoes, the onions, the garlics, the ginger, the cassava, the yam. He was to keep everything in that ark. I hope you are. Tr- oh, I hope you are picturing how humongous, how large this ark would have been. For him to store all these things, it must have been. It must have been huge. Now he is not just storing to preserve this time. He is also storing for them to eat, meaning. He would eat from these things he was storing. The animals too would eat from these things he stored. And he would still have to preserve some. He would still have to preserve some. My. God is good. God is good. Let us take the last verse. Thus Noah did. According to all that God commanded. So he did. What do we see again? Obedience. Obedience. Obedience is a key role in our Christian journey. We cannot say we serve God. We cannot say we love God if we don't obey God. The only way we can show that we are loyal to a person is by obeying that person. That is the only way. God is not man that you can please with material things. In fact, anyone that thinks he can please God with material things is a fool. He is a fool. You cannot please God with material things. The only way we can please God is by obedience. Because there is nothing you and I can offer God that would could it jolly you. There is nothing. The only thing that we can use to express our thanks, to express our gratitude for this life given unto us, the only way we can show God that truly I am grateful is obedience. Obedience and obedience again. Jesus said something. He said, Be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Lord help us as we ponder upon these things. May the Lord instruct us and
and give us a heart that is desirous of doing his will. That we may emulate these good examples of men, men of old, Enoch, Noah, who were just, who were perfect, and who walked with God. Do have a wonderful day. God bless you.